Welcome, my buddies, to another episode of BuddyCast. I'm here with my two new buddies, Dean Williamson and Rick Green. How are you guys doing today? Hello, everyone. Very well, thank you, Nick. Mm-hmm. How's it, guys? So, tell us, for our audience out there, tell us a little bit about yourself. You go first, Rick. I always go first. Okay. Uh, I'm Rick. I am from England. I am a magician and an illusionist. Uh, I have spent the past 11 years on cruise ships all over the world. Um, and because of lockdown, all the cruise ships have stopped. So I can't go anywhere. So I've been at home. We've been doing a couple of um, shows online, a couple of corporate events. Um, we did. Uh, we created the Lockdown Magic event, which hosted two shows a week. Um, for the first two or three months of lockdown, so that was fun. Um, yeah, and that's me, guys. And we have Dean, Dean's over here. Oh. Go Thank you, very good uh, picture there, Rick. So, yeah, I, um, I'm a mind reader by heart, that's why I go out and, and, and perform. Uh, Rick and I do a lot of projects together, and we've got a lot coming up as well, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. And as Rick's mentioned, there we, we hosted the lockdown magic event. Which had quite a good following, um, and we spoke about this recently. This was kind of we were we were carrying out virtual magic shows before. I think I, I think I'm right in saying before anybody else, there wasn't many people doing that. The only mistake we made is we didn't charge for it. It was all completely free. Mm-hmm. And after a few weeks, I was like, hang on, we should be charging people because we had literally musicians from around the world. We had Fism winners on there, which is the the, the highest accolade you can get in magic. We had people that have been on Penn and Teller Foolers. All sorts of guys. You can go back and watch it, the Lockdown Magic event on YouTube. So that kept us pretty busy, and it was an ama- amazing thing to do. And loads of amazing things have come out the back of it, which we'll, uh, we'll talk to, talk about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Now, let me start by asking, how did you guys get into performing? Dean? So, uh, well, mine was, mine was, I was more of a hobbyist down the years, mm-hmm. I would say. Um so Rick has a similar similar background to me from when we started out. I guess we were both members of the uh, Young Blackpool Magicians Club uh, in Blackpool, which is sort of the epicenter of, of magic in the UK. It's a, a world famous magic convention. I don't know if you know this, Nick. I know you've had lots of magicians on the uh, mm-hmm. on the show. Everybody descends on there every every February. Thousands of magicians may not happen again for who knows how long. Um, so having that on our doorstep because we're from that area was a perfect way to kind of grow up and be surrounded by magic. So um, I went off and, and lived the life and had a career working in sales, whereas Rick became the entertainer. Is that That's, right, Rick? It is. Yeah, I started. Uh, so I started young as well. Um, and when I was about 11, I realized you can work on cruise ships as a magician. And I said, that's what I want to do. And that's literally what happened. I mean, I worked up to it. I did the talent shows at school. Dean has a funny story. He'll tell you later about that, about his talent show at school. Um, and I did uh, competitions back in the day. Um, I started on the smaller cruise ships and then worked up to the bigger cruise lines. Um, mm. So, yeah, since, since I was 11, I kind of knew what direction I was heading and literally living the dream, you know? Mm-hmm. Rick, say some of the standout moments in your career, some of the things that you've made appear, disappear, some of the stuff that you've been on. He never talks about these things, but they're amazing. No, he knows what I mean. I don't like to brag. Yeah. You know? uh, okay, standout yeah. thing. I um, I worked with a famous magician called Franz Harari. Yeah. Uh, I was the first magician to get three yeses on Britain's Got Talent. 
Ooh. I um I made an R22, a full-size R22 uh, helicopter appear on stage uh, twice a week for six months, eight months, eight months. Um, I was on a couple of other TV shows. Um, I was part of a video that made Blackpool Tower vanish. Dean, I don't think you knew that, did you? No, I haven't. I want to see that. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I do. Yeah, just part of my career, I guess. Mm. What about yourself, Nick? Are you a big fan of magic? I know you've had magicians. I am. I am. I am a. I love. I love magic. I love. Um. My. I used to be a professional clown, and my mentor was a magician, and he was a. He was a pretty good one. I know a few tricks that he's taught me, but I love. Um. For my birthday one year, my sister took me to see Adam Trent. Um. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm always, I'm always a big fan. Like, I'm always, you know, just of the classic things, like even Penn and Teller, you know? Mm -hmm. So, let me ask how you guys met. Yeah, no, we, we, uh, it's nothing too creative, to be honest. We, we both went to, to school, school together. Mm. Um, we, we weren't, we weren't friends and we didn't know each other. We didn't mix in the same circles or anything, did we, Rick? And it's yeah. again, it comes back convention uh when we met up maybe three four years ago you inspired me to take to take uh, the magical arts seriously and then i sat on this path that i'm on, that I'm on now um and it what if it wasn't for meeting yourself and i think it's right to say that i kind of gave you your mojo back a little bit because you seemed a little bit jaded and i said that after that weekend I was like you seem really jaded for magic man we need to get this yeah yeah so i am um, i do i've done the cruise ships i mean for me the cruise ships have been up and down um i used to do six month contracts like solid and then it just kind of dried up for me um and i was i'd done the same stuff over and over again and that was it and i was just like dean uh, messaged me saying oh do you want to go to the convention i was like i'm never in the ne i'm never usually in the country for it so I don't, I don't even think about it anymore. Uh, but I was I was back in Blackpool for it, and I was like, actually, yeah, let's let's go. And I met Dean there. We had a couple of drinks, and we kind of and like I don't know, we we hit it off, and we were both like, right, let's let's do this. And a bromance, eh? Hey? A bromance. A bromance start bloomed, um, and we uh, yeah, we both set off on a mission to make our magic better. Dean got back on track with it. I was, yeah, my flame would re was reunite, reignited. Um, and here we are today. Mm -hmm. like, here, there, we, and everywhere. We, 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 seem to, we seem to work really well, I think. We bounce ideas off each of I'll just send Rick loads of links and say, come on this, come on this video. And it's like, I've got other things to do. No, you're coming on this video. <laughs> How do you think we got him on this show? Say again. How do you think we got you on this show? There you go. Well, this is it, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember the first time you performed together? Well, this yeah. is quite recent, isn't it, Rick? So this, well, was, this was back in our hometown in uh, October um, in Lytham St. Anne's. You may not know this. It's a very small town next to Blackpool, which most people know. We put our stage show together. We can literally combine it. So I have my, my own show. Uh, which is called Influence, 40-minute mind-reading show. 
uh, which encompasses different elements. And then Rick, you performed your uh, your show after, and then we have someone hosting it. Um, and interestingly, that's it seemed to work quite well, didn't it, Rick? So far that we started booking other venues, and then COVID hit, and this tour that we had just kind of fizzled out. The whole UK oh. tour planned out, booked up, and we had to we had to cancel it because of COVID. Mm. However, we, this is this is, I guess, a little bit of an exclusive. I didn't, I, I'm going to reveal a few things on this show actually, because why not? So we will be announcing that UK tour very soon. Most of the dates Ooh. are getting booked up now for next year, so uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Nice. What things? Um, what cities are you going to be hitting and stuff like that? So um, we mainly the north of England. I want someone in Wales, or if anyone's watching that's in Wales or, or Northern Ireland, then we can or Scotland, then we can call it a UK tour. But at the moment, it's in the north, so it'll be Manchester, places like Nottingham, Newcastle, Carlisle, standard sort of cities in the, uh, in the in the north of England. I don't know if you know any of these places, Nick. I've heard Just, of them. I haven't been there. Manchester, places like that. Yeah. Yeah. You guys ever been to the US before? Uh, yeah, I've been a uh, I've been a few times. Only I went on um, vacation. I drove from uh, where was it Washington State down to mm -hmm. Vegas uh, and back again in a week. Um, that was fun and tiring. Um, I've done a couple of gigs, a couple of ships, cruise ships out of um, Miami, New York, LA, that kind of thing. Um, but so major cities. Okay, major cities. Major cities I've been to, yeah. I've been to Texas, but nothing. Yeah, if it's not on the uh, on the border where cruise ships go, I haven't really been apart from Texas. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, Dean, have you have you been to the states? I haven't. Lifelong dream. I, I think I've. I don't think I've researched any country more than the states. And there's just yeah. so many places that I I, I want to go and theme parks I want to go to. I've got yeah. a long list of fast food places that I want to hit hit up from the movies, which I know sounds really sad, but you know, just watch all the films down the years and things like that. I probably sound like yeah. a, a, a brick now saying this. Um, but we will be going yeah. together yeah. next year. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. If you guys ever find yourself in New Pennsylvania, by all means, send me a message and I'll fly well, down. If there's any good news, looking to, to book to, yeah. uh, to amazing British performers, they, they can... Yeah. They, they can book us out. So how, how far is, uh, and apologies, I, I don't know this in advance, but how far is Pennsylvania from California? And there's a reason why I'm saying that, which I'll come to Pretty in Pretty far. Pretty much across the oh. entire nation. Like, like California's, <laughs> yeah. California's over here. Pennsylvania's like over here. So, you know. Yeah. yeah, like if this is like a small map of the United States type of deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we we we, uh, we we will be there next year. We've just announced the show that we're performing in Santa Monica, California, mm -hmm. uh, which is August 20, uh, 2021. Yeah, I was trying to think of the date. So, um, I believe we're the first to go to market and actually be promoting a show next year. Couldn't yeah. do it this year. We wanted to give people something to, to look forward to. Um, yeah. Really, you know, and it's uh, it's. It would be a great time. It's around the time when something called Magic Live is going on. That's another convention in Vegas. Mm -hmm. We just sound like proper magic geeks going to all these conventions, but it's pretty important to network, of course. But yeah, we're going to take our show over there. So that's uh, amazing. And that's a, a dream coming true. So if we can form anywhere else in the States, including Pennsylvania, that would be incredible. Maybe one day. Yeah. Absolutely. Just let me know where you guys are and I'll see what we can do. You know, we'll get some tickets to you, Nick, for letting us come on your yeah, 
Sure. We'll have to get lunch together too. Yes, absolutely. We'll start. I'll send you the list of the, the fast food places. And you must. What's your favorite fast food place? Hmm. There's a lot of them. There's McDonald's, Wendy's, Arby's. Um, just Taco Bell. It depends on what you like, really. Yeah. Like, what do you like? Do you like just like regular fast food, like burgers and fries, or uh, anything that's edible? We gotta oh. get a Sonic, mate. Yeah. Well, I'll take, you, I'll take you some good places. Don't worry. Get some well, bars. Let's start you off right with the cheeseburger and build our way up from there. Sounds good to me. Yep. Alrighty. Now, do you, from your shows, do you have any funny stories? Like, do you have any like funny fan encounters or you know moments when you brought a fan up to the stage and something really funny happened that stood out to you? <laughs> uh, I have one. Dana, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? No, I think I know what you're going to say. Get your, your oh, say. Which one? Which one do you think I'm going to say? I've got so many. It's ridiculous. Maybe the captain. <laughs> Oh, the cat. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, well, I I got him up anyway. Uh-huh. Um, there there was one I was working on um, uh, a ship over in Asia. Mm. So I, th- I think she was a Chinese lady, and I do a trick where I borrow the lady's ring, and I have like a little shoe that goes in my back in my back pocket. Um, and I made it was her ring, and it vanished literally in full view. It vanished, and then it appears tied to the shoelace of the baby shoe in my back pocket wow so i take it out i undo the shoelace and i give it back to her and she goes it's not my ring like it is and i look at her and i go no no it is and she's like no it's not mine and literally this went on for five minutes five minutes on stage is a long time and i was like and i've if if you uh is it on you? It's either on YouTube or on my Facebook page, which, as you can see on the thing, is at Rick Green Magic on Facebook. Uh-huh. I think it's on there. This little old lady, she was like, she was adamant it wasn't her ring, but it was. And this just went on, as I say, for five minutes. My goodness! And she wouldn't sit down. She wouldn't go and sit down with the ring. So I was like, I don't really know what to do. So I think in the end, I literally went, "It is your ring. Go sit down." <laughs> You know, you've got to got to see how it is sometimes. So that's one of the uh, one of the exciting things that happened in one of my shows. Uh, Dean, anything exciting happen in yours? Yeah, it's a a story that I read tell quite a bit because it's just absolutely ridiculous. So, um, obviously, I'm the dark, mysterious mind reader, Nick. Now you'll very rarely see me smile on my show. That's just. I'll pull off that face uh, it's a bit weird but in the days when i used to perform magic and all fancy and fun things and visual things um i used to perform uh with a cane so a top hat and cane i'm glad you said this towards the end of my act and the cane would float around the stage pretty cool like classic magic and um, one day something went wrong without saying what that thing is and uh it, the cane Flew off and narrowly missed an audience member by this much. So, yeah, someone could have been impaled with this uh, thing. Oh, in fact, no, I do have a, a, a best. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cringy. I was very young when that happened. Um, maybe it would have been funny if I've actually hit somebody, but it depends if you're that type of person. I don't know. Anyway, um, I occasionally perform. Um, this is a classic of mind reading or mentalism, which is kind of the official term, where you would have a uh, – you take a spike – and then you place it in uh, one of five bags. You mix the bags around and you crush them. 
And if you've influenced the person enough, they would have in, uh, you would have influenced them not to choose the bag that you're going to cross your hand on. Eventually, you're left with this bag to take out, right? Makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so the whole aim of it is that you don't get hurt. You don't get hurt with the spike, apart from this one particular night. Um, I got to the end of the routine. Thank you very much. Picked up an apple to prove it was a genuine spike. Thanks very much. Went to slam the apple down. Missed, uh, missed the spike, and the spike went straight into my hand. Ouch. I just put my hand to the side and went, thanks very much, everybody. So what kind of idiot uh, does oh. a dangerous trick like that and actually ends up with a bleeding hand at the end? The whole point is that you missed the spike. So, yeah, mm -hmm. um, don't try that at home, kids. I have, I have another gory story, if you'd like yeah. to hear it. Go for it. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this, Dean. You might do. Um, but I was on stage on one of the cruise ships doing one of my illusions. And basically, it's like a, a Frankenstein effect. It's like a big, big, uh, big box on a stand. And mm -hmm. you mix potions. You put this potion on the thing, and it smokes, and a girl appears. Now, the very start of that routine, like the very start of my show, I, I came out, I blow up a balloon, and I pop the balloon, um, and a bottle appears. Um, now, to pop the balloon, I use scissors, like especially sharpened scissors, just to pop the balloon to make it easier. Um, and it was my second show. I couldn't find these special scissors. So uh, I asked the assistant cruise director, I think it was at the time, I need some scissors like, or a knife. I need something sharp to pop this balloon. So he gave me, you know, the craft ones, which are blunt as yeah. anything. He gave me some of these and said, uh, he said, you're going to have to proper hit it hard to, to pop the balloon. Go out on stage, literally within 10 seconds, blow up. Balloon, boom! It didn't pop, but the bottle, the bottle appeared. So I had the balloon <laughs> and the pop, and uh, the balloon and the bottle. So I kept trying to stab this balloon, and I, <laughs> I stabbed my hand. Ouch! I don't know if you, I don't know if you can see. There's a nice star there. There we go. Looks like a smiley face, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, I see it now. Yeah. You um, wouldn't smiling, I'm sure. Are you so professional? I, I smashed my hand. It was bleeding, but you know when you get a little nick, you just go, oh, it's fine. Yeah. I did that. I was like, oh, it's fine. Carried on. I walked around the back of the prop, looked at my hand, blood running down it, looked on the floor. There was a semicircle of blood on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, there's a girl in this box, like, to come out on music. And uh, I did, the, the music cue obviously went. This girl tried to come out of the box without being hidden. Uh, I literally, I, I raised my hand and I had to walk off stage. Like I was, it was, <laughs> it was throbbing. It was that bad. Um, uh, and I literally ran off stage and I told the stage guys, you need to get the prop off before the music cue. Before the girl tries, yeah, too late. She, she tried to get out and was like, oh, no, audience. Okay, go back to hiding. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so I ended up with a couple of stitches and... And later on that night, here we go, just going on a little bit longer. Um, later on that night, the, basically they had to call the doctor out to bandage me up. Mm. And then later on that night, my thumb started to turn blue. Turns out the doctor had wrapped my hand a bit too well. And it was mm. circulation off to my thumb. So I had to get a night nurse out to come and unbandage me to do it back up. <laughs> One of the, one of the things that goes on on these ships, I tell you, my goodness. Yeah. What, what do you do in a situation like that, Rick? Because you've got more experience on the stage. You just 
smile and, and, and carry on. And Yeah, you know what? I mean, norm normally if it wasn't, like if it was just a nick, you lick it, you carry on, you know. You, yeah. you, but literally this is the only time in my 11 years on cruise ships and my 21 years, like, career, I guess, um, that's the only time I've walked off stage. Like, uh -huh. I, can't, I can't do it. Um, yeah, literally, I... You know what you know. You know what's right for you. If it's if yeah. it's not too bad, you can carry on, carry on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've smashed my thumb on things before during my show, like like ripped a nail off that kind of thing. But you you power on through. You you get on with it. I've twisted an ankle, um, but you you power on through if you can. And if the you can, with, with my hand, you you've got to cut it short. You apologize. Um, it was quite a long cruise. I think it was like a two and a half week cruise, and this was like three days in. Mm. So by the end of it, I was doing my close up show, um, which I managed to do on the last night. Literally, my hand was in agony the whole time, but never mind. Um, I did the close up show, and I apologized uh, to everybody that came to see the show, which ended up getting cancelled. And I showed my uh, my cut on screen. I was like, I wasn't faking it. Here's the proof, and they just went, Whoa, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. What I'm wondering about, what I'm wondering about is the lady when she must have appeared and then saw the trail of blood, like, yeah, she oh, bless her, she, she was good though. Like, yeah, after we got her backstage and got her out the prop, she oh, shame, she, she was like, I want to be here for you, but I can't stand blood. That's what I was thinking too, like. Just having a, an assistant like that who just jumps out of the box and just sees the trail and just goes, oh, oh, in. Okay. <laughs> jump back in the box. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just go, I'm just going to hide in here. Yeah, I don't think she knew what happened, to be honest. She was like, why well, am I getting like pulled off? Hang on. Yeah. Or even better, just to hear her initial thoughts. Like, as a mind reader, to hear her initial thoughts of, <laughs> okay, the guy's not here. I missed the cue. There's a trail of blood going back to the back of the stage. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Probably isn't. Oh, he probably just hurt himself, and you know, something oh. like. That. Oh, bro. she was. She was very good, though. She. She was like, right after this, we'll go for drinks. Like, <laughs> you definitely needed one after that night. I know, right? Yeah. So let me ask you, Rick. What was it like being on Britain's Got Talent? An experience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it was okay. It was it was the second season of Britain's Got Talent. Um, basically, the first season, Simon Cowell really didn't like magicians. They had they had crap magicians on, mm -hmm. um, and then we went on it, and yeah, they loved us. Basically, wait, hey, Chris, how's it, Chris? Hey, Chris. Um, yeah, they they. Yeah, they, they loved us, basically. We got three yeses on Britain's Got Talent. Um, there was a lot of waiting around, let's put it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. But they treated us they treated us well. Um, Ant and Deck, who are the, like, the co-hosts of it, yeah. um, or the hosts, I guess. Um, yeah. They came, they chatted to us, and Stephen Mulhern as well. Um, so it was, it was an experience, definitely. Would I do it again? Maybe, <laughs> but the time time has to be right, you know. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yes, yeah. how far did you make it? So we got three yeses. We got we got through that round. Um, so we did the on stage 
in front of the judges. And then we, we ended up over in Spain on a six-month contract. And they rang us asking if we wanted to go on the semi-finals. Um, and we were like, we're on a six-month contract over in Spain. Sorry. Mm. And that, that was it, basically. Okay. So, never, never mind. I mean, it, we've, yeah. whether they could have done anything for us at the time, it was still getting going. It wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah. You know? In the early stages. Um, this is like, nowadays, you can go on it. It can make or break your career. Yeah. Um, you know, you can come off it a millionaire, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the back in the day, I don't know. I don't know whether it would have done much for us anyway, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah. Now back to Dean. Um, so what are some like secret methods or like common topics when you do your shows? Like when you do mind reading, what are some things you like to really focus on? Yeah. So, um, there's so many things that you can uh, explore in, in in mind reading. And I think because a lot of it is you interacting with the audience more than any other magical art, I would argue, because um, generally it's you talking to the audience, talking to the spectators, as opposed to showing something like a, a rope trick or, or something with a box or doing something with some cards. Although well, you may have some props. So I could walk out on stage with some business cards um, a um, a pad and a pen, and he said, "What are you going to do for the next 30, 40 minutes?" So you have to get people thinking about uh, whatever themes you're going to explore. So it's a very interesting, very interesting take on it. And you can look at things, you know, psychological uh, methods. You can look at things like NLP. Um, you know, we have Darren Brown, who's huge over here. I, I believe he's, he's currently the only sort of known British performer in the States. Banachek is probably more well-known in the States, I would think, uh, performing this 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 type of... Um, uh, I've forgotten the word that I'm looking for now. I'm normally so good at articulating. It's been such a long day today. Um, so in my particular show, uh, which is called Influence, so I talk about how we influence each other and we influence each other subconsciously and how you can use that to manipulate um, and how you can manipulate me as a performer and um, we have a lot of fun around it as well. It's uh, it, it's really, really good. And a lot of what I've done now has been reshaped because I've had the time during the pandemic to rewrite a lot of things as well. Um, and also something I found interesting as well, and Rick has kind of inspired me to do this, is what can you do with music? Um, what? Because, I mean, obviously music stirs certain emotions, which is another good topic to explore in, in mind reading. But can you use that music to again, subconsciously influence people. And an opening part of my uh, kind of rewritten show, if you will, involves some clever use of music at the beginning, which I can't wait to kind of share with everybody. There's a moment where everybody's sat in their chairs, something will play without giving too much away, and I get you to think about what that image conjures up. And then I go on to this piece about time uh, and clocks, and by the end of it, it almost feels as though um, you've been hypnotized or some way because we start looking at an object and then somehow it's not there it sounds a little bit bizarre um but hopefully you'll get to see the kind of the, the show at some point and um mm-hmm. you'll be able to witness it at first hand mm-hmm. yeah would you guys mind we'll do this later on like towards the end of the show but would you mind giving us a little demonstration or something at the end yeah we can show you something at the end for sure awesome uh, this awesome. special yeah. this special tin right here nick we, we'll oh, sweet. Yeah. yep yeah 
there's probably another thing to mention as well because it's I would say it's quite difficult with mind reading as well because a lot of what I do and uh, a, a close friend of mine uh, Ashley Green who is a phenomenal mind reader by the way he's he's mm. going to be a huge star I really do believe this and um, what we perform ours is very much um, what's the right way we're quite touchy feely but not in an odd way. Um, Jacob, show that shirt off. Yeah. We'll come to that later on. So yeah. there's things where we need to touch. We may need to grab you. I, I perform something called muscle reading, mm-hmm. where I will take you by the arm like this, and we'll go and find an object that's hidden somewhere. So it's difficult because at the moment, who wants to be touched? Nobody does. So I've got to try and adapt to that. We need a vaccine, basically. Nick. We can get yeah. a vaccine. We can yeah. start touching people again. Yes. Yeah. That actually brings me to my next question. Um, how has the pandemic influenced you guys? Like I ask that to mostly everyone that comes on the show, but like it's a common thing nowadays, you know, like how's it, how's it influenced you guys or impacted you guys? Uh, well, it's impacted me obviously because of my work on the cruise ships. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? It's been good because it's kind of been challenging, mm-hmm. uh, especially for myself, kind of been do- on ships 11 years. I know my show's inside out. It's given me something to think about new tricks to perform, new idea, new ways of thinking, so to speak. Um, obviously, you're not, nobody's there in person. Um, it's all over the internet, over um, Zoom or over here, over StreamYard or wherever. Um, so it's, what can you do? The limitations, I don't know. There's limitations, but there's ways around it and the ways to tweak new tricks, like older tricks for the virtual world. Which has been which has been incredible, you know. Um, so some of the tricks I perform on stage have managed to work over, um, over into the virtual world. So that's that's how it's kind of changed me. Uh, Dean, yourself with without yeah, because I, yeah, I, I have a different life away from mind reading. So um, from from a from a working perspective, this is kind of the, the only thing that I do. For, but for uh, but for Rick and other performers that do do this full time, their work is completely dried up. Apart from work, virtual shows, Nick, you're a comedian. You can't go out and perform, can you? And and, and, yep. and do what you want to do. So anyone that's a performer, it's completely dried up. And there's been no support for performers in the UK, pretty much whatsoever. There was a grant recently, but I don't think it's filtered down to the right people. From tomorrow, actually, uh, in the UK, you can go out and perform again uh, at live events. With social distancing, distancing, yeah. but we're getting on the path now. But I've used this time during the pandemic to um, create a number of things um, that we're going to see. Uh, we're going to um, hopefully it's going to have an impact on a lot of lives. So not only did we do the lockdown magic event, we wanted to create this free virtual show for people to to, to feel entertained mm-hmm. and enjoy themselves. Uh, we've also got the US show coming out the back of it. But the other thing is, I guess, is it a good time to talk about it now? Uh, is to do with the T-shirt that I'm wearing. This is a this is a uh, an exclusive for the Buddy Cast. This is the first time this has been spoken about publicly properly. Uh, this is the Factory of Magic. I'll, sorry, guys, it's a bit odd. I'm just holding this T-shirt there. So the Factory of Magic. So this is something I created during uh, during the lockdown, which is going to launch tomorrow. Uh, this is the UK's first talent agency dedicated to the magical arts. There's a number of reasons why I put this together, but the most important thing to me is um, that I'm going to help magicians and performers 
get back doing gigs again. I'm a firm believer that we're on this planet to leave a legacy and to have an impact in other people's lives. You can get so wrapped up in your own stuff that one day you won't be here. So why wouldn't you want to leave a legacy such as you doing these podcasts, Nick, where you can, I'm going on my soapbox a little bit here. Does it, I'll, I'll get to the point. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You're doing, things to, you're doing things to entertain people. You want to make people happy. Mm-hmm. And for the active magic with the talent agency that, we, uh, that we're going to launch tomorrow, there are, uh, there are uh, six performers. I'll do a little bit on the side, but it's really for them to get them working again. Um, I don't know if you've done any agency work before, Nick, but most agencies in the UK are horrible to work with. They don't pay you on time. They mess you around. There's no transparency. There's all sorts of issues, contracts, all kinds of things. Anyone watching this that owns an agency, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's wrong, right? And you should be looked after because a lot of these people are not brought up in business. They don't know how to run businesses properly. Whereas yeah. that is my background. So that is my aim to get people on the road, get us out performing again. I know I'm going off on one, but we'll look out for it tomorrow. It's the Factory of Magic. We're going to get performing, performers working again. What's the name of your show again? So it's the Factory of Magic is the uh, is the company that's being launched tomorrow. So we'll uh, we'll put all the links up. If you want to give us a, a share, that would be brilliant. And yep. uh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. So that's an exclusive for this. As I say, we're going to launch it tomorrow. Yep. I think you'll probably be in bed, Nick, unless you're a night owl. I don't know. Link after the show. That would be amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Another question I have for you guys is I pulled him up earlier. How do you know this guy? Chris. (laughs) Go on, my battery's going to die. So give me one minute. Go ahead. No problem. Yeah. Chris is. There's many words I could use to describe Chris, but he's one of the most unique individuals I've ever met from the moment that we started talking. And um, he's just he's just a lovely, lovely man and a very, very underrated performer. And we're going to try and get him over here with Jonathan Molo as well to come and oh, perform. Yeah. In the he, you've yeah. seen him perform. It's, it's oh, yeah. nobody's really doing anything like uh, Chris. The reason no. that came about was because we uh, we made connections with Jonathan Molo, who hosted something very similar to the Lockdown Magic event in the States. Yeah. And uh, we just got chatting and he uh, invited us. We invited him to come on our show. We went on his show. Um, and it just kind of this relationship blossomed from there, really. So we've, we've you know, with. We talk about the the special relationship between the UK and the States, and we're living, breathing that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, Chris and Jonathan are helping us bring the show over to the States, and they're giving us so much time as well. Uh, Chris, Jonathan, if you're watching, Chris, know you are. There is something coming in the mail. I have said this. Oh. I've got the things today to send across, so uh, we'll count mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I actually know Chris because I had him here on BuddyCast too. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's a great guy. And we're actually co-hosting a show tonight. If you guys have some time tonight, you know, we're doing it. It'll be 7.30 my time, which I don't know what your time is. Probably like 3 a.m. or something like that. Oh, no. Where are are you? Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So it's five hours before. Yeah, like midnight, like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. You guys want to do some late night performing? (laughs) (laughs) I'll just stay up all night. It's fine. All an all night. Yeah. So we're we're co-hosting a show tonight. Um, he's a great great friend of mine, and he's just like you said, his energy is incredible. He's yeah. always someone like like I we started last week, and it was a blast. And I'm like, hey, let's make something of this. Let's continue this. You know, I've got some buddies who want to do it. 
yeah, I'm sure you've got a handful of buddies. Let's, yeah, let's make something out of this. He's a truly fantastic guy. So he's uh, he's a very very clever thinker as well. Yes. On, yeah, on magic. So I'm, I'm very keen on the theory side of magic as well as as well as performing. Yes. I, just, I just find it really interesting, you know, to to, to research things. It's some of the uh, you know Rick and I are both passionate about. But if you if you talk to Chris, he'll he'll take it on another level. It's uh, mm -hmm. I love about magic. Mm -hmm. All righty, I'm going to ask you guys. Two questions now that I ask everyone that I call. I don't call my friends on the show. I call them my buddies. So I always ask my buddies this. Uh, these two questions. And then I'm going to ask you for one more thing after that. The first question, if you guys could have our audience donate to any charity of your choice, what would it be? Wow. Uh, I would probably say the British Heart Foundation, to be honest, because they looked after um, my uncle, um in the last last years of his life so that's uh that's something close to my heart dean yourself yeah so mine will be a uk charity called mind this is all about mental health awareness it's something that i'm very passionate about um it's becoming less and less of a taboo subject to talk about your mental health uh especially if you're uh, especially if you're a man as well i've written at length about this blogs about this about mental health and how we should talk about it how performers and an interesting fact for you nick here so um p performers are more likely to suffer from mental health than any other profession and i found that really interesting and i didn't know whether it was that um there is more performance mental health because you use that as an avenue to um as an outlet if you will yeah to block out the real world you know maybe yeah 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 okay. whilst you're helping everybody else block out the real world because you're oh, yeah. creating entertainment yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, really I hate using this, using this as an example, but look at Robin Williams, you know? There you go. Absolutely. Prime example right there, isn't it? Yeah, example. Like, he used his comedy so much that it's it blocked out all these real things and mm. it just sidetracked everyone. Like, it just, all of a sudden you hear this thing. Like, I remember texting a friend and saying, you know, Robin Williams just passed away. And she texted me back immediately saying, you know, something like, my mom says, stop spreading rumors. And I'm like, I I wish it was a rumor. I know. I know. I just saw it. <laughs> but yeah, it's very sad. Very sorely missed. It know. is. He is. He was what he was one of the greatest, you know. And he apparently like he was one that everyone loved to perform with. Like it wasn't just a, hey, you know, oh, Robin Williams is getting in the way. It's like, like I had Sinbad on the show, uh, you know, a month ago, and he says like I would have killed. To work with Robin Williams, just one movie, you know, just give me one movie with him. That's that would be it. I would have retired right then and there. So, but now it's time for let's go, let's lighten the subject here. It's time for what I call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, okay. which is if you guys could give advice to anyone who wants to become a performer, let's say, um, let's say a mind reader or a magician, what's your advice? Go ahead, Rick. Uh, my advice, I don't know, no, nobody ever gave me any when I was younger. So, uh, no, I'd say keep going and don't listen to what people say. I had a lot of people telling me uh, I won't get anywhere. And look at me now. Ah! No, um, yeah, I had a lot of people saying, like, putting me down and things like you. If you know what you want, you, you work hard and you go get that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, don't listen to what anybody else says. Anybody else's opinion of yourself. Of, of your yeah of yourself don't listen to it do, do what you want to do 
it's your life. Go live your life how you want to live your life, you know? That's the pursuit of happiness right there. Like the movie with Will Smith. Yeah. You, know, you want something, go get it. Doesn't matter how crazy it sounds to other people. There you go. And 100% spot on. That is, yeah. That, that's my little piece of wisdom to the world. Love it. What about you, Dean? So mine would be concentrate on the performance. Mm -hmm. The effect and the trick should come second. Mm -hmm. So when you go out and perform, people are there to watch you, not the tricks. Mm -hmm. and that should be what you concentrate on. Learn all about performance. Go and do some acting classes. Go and do some improv. Watch the greatest comedians. Watch how they move around the stage. Um, that has to be the key thing. Very interesting quote I heard the other day, and I keep repeating it to Rick, um, um, where he talked about, and I've completely forgotten his name now. Who's the guy? You are the effect, Rick. Who was it? Help me out. What is his name? Say again? Max Maven. No, it wasn't. A very famous mentalist, and I can't believe I've it's gone. It'll come back to me, but he, he talked, no, he talked about, he said, before you go out and perform, repeat this mantra seven times in a row. You are the effect. Say it over seven times, because then you've got that in your mindset. You are the effect of the performance. You can take something very, very basic and make it look absolutely amazing. And I've, yeah. I've seen that. Rick does that on every show. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. You missed the joke, and that was on you. Never mind. I, I kind of got <laughs> and went, thanks. Hang on. Yeah. Right, thanks <laughs> for both of those scenes. Yeah, cheers. Okay. Oh. That's the name of the chat. Podcaster, you are the effect. So concentrate on the, on the, on the performance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need a coffee. You're forgetting things. Not good today. <laughs> You've had a busy day. It's understandable. Yeah, you go. Alrighty. Now let's wrap off the show. You think you guys would be willing to give us a little performance? Dean's got something. I, I want to try some mind reading as well. So, Dean, okay. do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. Go for it. I'm you pleased to brought to Come on, it's not a show without us both performing. <laughs> okay, um, this is for you as well, Nick, and everybody that's watching. Mm -hmm. I want you to think in your head of a number. Now, if there's more than one person in the room, think in your head. You can pick different numbers, whatever you like. So, think right. of a number between two and ten. Okay, okay. I wrote one down. Now I want you to take this number and multiply it by nine. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you've done that and I'll use it as a, yeah, we've done it. Um, this is for you as well, Nick. Yeah. So yep. if it's a two digit number, mm -hmm. I want you to take those two digits and add them together. So if it's 21, two and one would make three, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, now with that number, I want you to subtract five from that number. Got it. Okay. Uh, now, this new number that you've got, I want you to convert it into a letter of the alphabet. For example, if you had one, it would be A. If you had two, it would be B. C, D, E, F, so on and so forth. Okay? So okay. Once you've done that, this letter of the alphabet, I want you to think of a country beginning with that letter. Got it. Good. Hopefully, everybody's following at home. So you've got a country beginning with that letter. Take the second letter of that country and think of an animal. Got it. Now think of the color of that animal. Got it. Are you sure, Nick? Yes. Because I'm pretty sure there are no gray elephants in Denmark. Holy snakes. Did I get it? Yes. 
everybody, did I get it at home? Hopefully. If you didn't, then you didn't do it right. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. That's my little mind reading piece there. Uh, Dean, let's let's see. I want to see what you've brought for your pack of mints. It gets me every time that I'm the mind reader. You need to you need to do that now. Much much better than me, Rick. Um, so um, Nick, I'm gonna use you, you, use yourself again. Rick's seen this before, so uh, <laughs> it'll be. Uh, and it would look rigged if I did that with him. Um, so we've not set anything up, Nick, at all. I've not told you what to say at this point. I've said I'm gonna perform something. Yep. Yeah. yeah okay. um, so I have this little box here. Now inside here are some cards, which are gonna come to at the moment. They're unusual cards. I'm gonna bring the. Uh, Calm down a little minute. I don't need to get a crotch shot, but at least if you can see here, that's <laughs> fine. Nice little advert for the factory. Um, so, Nick, I want you to uh, just sort of picture this. I don't know if you're uh, an avid reader at all. Have you read a book uh, called, and it doesn't matter if you have, it's, it's called The Dice Man. Have you heard of this before? Have you read it even? I so, strongly recommend you get it. It's a really, really good book. It's all about uh, making choices in your life. And this chap goes on this interesting journey uh, where he leaves his decisions down to the role of a die. Uh, and he wakes up every day and makes a list of things that he's going to do. But these are outlandish things. They're not like roll the four and um, I'll go and play uh, sports or roll the three and I'll go and eat some breakfast. There are things like roll the two and I'll go out and murder somebody. Uh, roll five and I'll go skydiving. Pretty uh, crazy things. And you hope that he doesn't land on that too. But you'll have to read the book to find out if he does. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting concept. Rolling a dice, leaving your decisions down to the roll of a dice and seeing what crazy things you can come up with. So we're going to try that now, okay? Um, I, on these cards in here, I have the numbers one to six, of course, because there are six numbers on the dice. Uh, we're going to come back to these in a moment. Now, Nick, I'm going to say to you this, okay? I'm going to get you to roll an imaginary die, okay? And you can do it right in front of you. In fact, do it now. Just imagine rolling a die. I'm going to... Got yeah, it. I can read. I can see. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So in a moment, you're going to roll this imaginary die, and you're going to land on a specific number. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to change. I want you to stay on that one number. One, one now. Leave them to Rick. Um, so you're going to stay on this specific number, and the number that you choose will decide which card you get. And on the back of that card is an action. And the next thing, next time I see you, Nick, is the action I'm going to do to you. Mm -hmm. Fair? Yep. Well, you don't know what's on the back of these cards yet. It could be anything. Yeah. Uh, so uh, fire away and roll the dice for me. What number do you get? Just in your mind alone. What okay. would it be? That one. Yep. You can say it out loud. Six. Number six. <sighs> Number six. I'm not going to allow you to change your mind, Nick. I'm going to place this in my mouth here. Mm -hmm. Keep it here the whole time. Hopefully, you can still hear me. Don't eat, James. Yep. Yeah, talking, eat. Never mind. Six. Um, <laughs> should we have a look which card you chose? Now, remember. And you agreed to this, that no matter which number you rolled and whichever card you chose, I would have to do this action to you, Nick. Don't worry. I'm just going to be nice. <laughs> be nice. I'll give you a little hug if I was there now. Aww. Permitting. But it could have got very interesting. Very interesting indeed, Nick, if you'd have picked any, number, any other number. Because if you'd have gone with number five. Yeah. Or, or number three or number two, or number one, um, you wouldn't have lasted much longer. I'm just going to be nice. I'm just going to be nice. Thank you very much. That was the, heart, that was the sound of my heart beating out of my chest. 
Oh, you guys! Things have gone wrong before, and there's been blood on stage. We recognise, so yeah. Hey, there was a trail of blood on Chris's or on Rick's stage before. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I said, I can just imagine that, like the uh, assistant just popping out and just seeing the trail of blood just going behind <laughs> <laughs> a massacre on stage. Yeah, that's my new show. My goodness, no wonder I missed my cue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thank you guys so much for being buddies here on BuddyCast. You are phenomenal. Stick around for a minute afterwards. We'll chat. Thank you so much. Yes. But thank you so much for everyone out there. These are my buddies, Dean and Rick. If you ever are in England, if you're ever, once you guys are in the States, you let me know. But if you guys ever get a chance to catch them, I just caught a glimpse of them. And wow. I loved, like, I'm still baffled by the whole. Like Denmark, there are no great elephants in Denmark thing. That was perfect. I'll have, to, I'll have to try that one with a friend. Give it a go, man. But thank you guys. Nick. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Alrighty, for all my buddies out there, we'll catch you next time on BuddyCast. And as I end every single episode, remember, go be someone's buddy today. We'll see you next time here on BuddyCast. <laughs>